Palmer Beach, Part 3 Rima and Sushant combined their strength to drown Malavika. But the constant battering from the waves and their victim's spirited opposition did not make things easy for them. Their strategy was to tire her out. Malavika would force her head up and take deep breaths only to be forced into the salty form again. Every time she rose to take in precious breaths, she thought she saw her father in the distance. He was half immersed in the water, an oxygen mask clamped to his face. She could hear his wheezing above the relentless waves. He was observing the atrocity with sorrowful eyes. He looked helpless and it broke Malavika's heart. She was in deep trouble. Her strength was waning. She had drank a lot of water and her lungs burned as it craved for an uninterrupted supply of air. The next time she fought the intentions of her attackers and rose up from the churning sea, her father's sympathetic form had disappeared. Maybe this was the end of the line. It was time for her to return to her father. How poetic that she should die gasping for life breath, just like her dear father did in that COVID ward. No, I can't give up. Malavika reached out to the last reserves of determination in her soul. This time when she forced herself up from the water, she saw submerged shapes resembling rocks about 15 feet in front of her. She didn't notice the rocks before. She shook the water from her face and her eyes. And this time, just before her face hit the waterline, she got an eyeful of the terrors that lurked beyond. Numerous dark forms, barely cresting the waterline, observing the proceedings with great curiosity. She saw milky white eyes, fins and spiny structures that emerged from hulking forms that were mostly submerged in the sea. This time, Rima and Sushant held her down longer.
she saw a stream of tiny bubbles that had jetted out of her mouth and her nose, cut through the moonlit water. She saw the currents shifting the sand particles as it rushed in and then pulled out in a frenzy. She saw severed fingers with mangled stumps, floating amongst the kelp and sodden driftwood. If you see them, the Elder Gods, just chant this mantra. Malavika heard the creepy man's voice in her head. Hours ago, when she was in the safety of the van, she had tried to recollect the silent words that had wormed into her brain. She couldn't remember. Now, tired and close to death, the enchanted utterance came to her. The strange syllables that did not belong to any proto-Indian language resembled guttural sounds uttered by shamans in Stone Age dwellings. She spoke potent phrases into the water as her final act of resistance. Several pulsing underground waves radiated out from the beach and travelled into the vast reaches of the ocean. It rippled out an ancient call to unnameable things that dwelled in the dark waters. Malavika's insides felt warm, like a small sun had blossomed just behind her belly button. She was blessed with a burst of energy and a surge of strength that lifted her up out of the water. Malavika spun around and pushed her captors away with brute force. Rima and Sushant fell into the churning waters. They cursed at her as they struggled back up to their feet. You fucking bitch! Why won't you die? Rima shouted. They faced off against each other as the night sea raged violently behind them. Not even the power of the incoming waves could dislodge Malaviga as she stood tall, staring down her attackers with the fury of an avenging angel. She looked at her wannabe killers with disgust, to think that she had considered them friends. Come, get some, she taunted Rima. You too, my dear boyfriend, she said to Sushant. Malavika felt invincible. She felt like she could beat her opponents to death with her bare hands. She suddenly noticed that Rima and Sushant's fearful eyes were not fixed on her. They stared past her at the wrathful sea. What? You don't want to drown me now, you fucking cheats? Malavika said. They did not respond. Sushant and Rima slowly backed away, their mouths wide open in abject terror. Malavika turned around and followed their gaze. 
scores of fearsome amphibious beings, nine feet tall, rose up from the sea. Their muscular forms rippled under a skin formed by dermal denticles, like those seen on the skin of sharks. As they reared up from the water and trudged forwards, seawater and slimy discharges from their puckered nostrils sluiced down their grey skin, which was mottled with olive grain patches. Their backs bristled with spines and spear-headed fins. Skin flaps and webbed appendages flapped along the length of their bodies. Their floral sexual organs, which rested between their legs, flared with desire as they got closer to the terrified humans. Malavika bit back a scream as she was confronted by sights her mind couldn't comprehend. Their leering mouths filled with needle-like teeth made her weak in the knees. She felt warm urine flow down the insides of her leg as she gazed into the cruel, milky spherical lenses in their eyes, like those of a fish that had been long dead. Their fearsome eyes were set into a head that was a marriage of a monitor lizard and a crocodilian entity which belonged to epochs in the distant past. Malavika could hear water splashing as Rima and Sushant ran for the safety of the beach. The creature closest to Malavika, the tallest of the monstrosities, let out a series of barking and groaning sounds which were echoed by the others. Two of the blighted beings sprinted through the water with ease. They were lightning fast and before long their taloned hands grabbed onto the two fleeing forms and dragged them back to the sea. Rima and Sushant howled in pain as blood jetted out of the flesh wounds created by the claws. The creature that had ordered their capture, who was clearly the Alpha, the pack leader, screeched at Malavika. She whimpered and fell to her knees, terror crippling her bodily functions. Her throat felt constricted and she dug her nails into the soft flesh of her palms. The leader then gave Malavika a warning bark before pointing to the sea, where a new terrifying sight awaited her eyes. An obelisk the height of ten tall men surged out of the water like a needle thrusting out of liquid fabric. It towered over her and the beings like an ancient skyscraper 
that had been biding its time in the depths of the ocean. The moon cast a baleful light on the structure, revealing its ominous aspects. It was light-colored and stained with fecal matter, blood and crusted gore. Clusters of filthy anthropods and kelps clung to it desperately as seawater spilled down from its sharp peak, which resembled a tiny pyramid. Ancient letters that hurt to look at were etched into its menacing sides. Malavika gazed at the edifice in amazement before the screaming forms of Sushant and Rima drew her attention. They were being dragged towards the column by snarling entities on a holy mission. The rocky platform which housed the obelisk was oval-shaped and smooth, as if it was crafted by great artists, guided by alien wisdom and superior technology. It had risen above the waterline and was big enough to allow for at least some of the mythical entities to stand atop it. Rima tried to reach out to Sushant's flailing hands. I love you, she shouted to him, but the two never got to hold each other's hands again. Rima and Sushant screamed each other's names as they were dragged up the platform and held down under the sinister shadow of the pillar. The pack members who had so far been observing the proceedings fell to their knees and began chanting in alien tongues. At one point, Malavika thought she heard Sushant cry out an apology to her. But there was no way to know for sure as the raucous sounds of the sea and the disturbing hypnotic chorus of the creatures rose to a crescendo. The Deep Ones raised their hands to the heavens and howled to appease some distant greater god, for they were fearsome gods in their own right. The creatures that had carriage of the two humans responded by moving their clawed grip from their captives' shoulders to their ankles. They positioned themselves on both sides of the obelisk and swung the human bodies like they were mallets of flesh and bone. And the stony facade of the ancient structure was a gong that projected songs of pain. <coughs> Rima and Sushan screamed as their torsos crashed into the monument of agony. Bones cracked at first contact and with each subsequent crushing encounter, their shattered skeletons pushed out of their flesh like calcified worms emerging from pulped fruit. Malavika could not believe what she was seeing. She dearly wished Rima and Sushant were not being subjected to this cruelty. Rima hollered in pain as the stony surface caved in her chest. Sushant let out a chilling cry as his hips cracked open with a thunderous sound. 
Malavika screamed with them. But after a while, her vocal cords lost the ability to generate sound. Her fearful eyes bulged out of an ashen face and her open mouth delivered a silent scream that merged with the cacophony of painful cries, ritual chants and the elated roar of a bloodthirsty sea. deep ones stood by her as she experienced the horrors of this blood sabbath. The creature smelled of the salty depths and the foul notes of rotting seaweeds. The guttural mantras sung by the creatures, which formed the background score to this carnage, hurt Malavika's ears. She covered them with trembling hands. Little did she realize that she would soon have to close her eyes too. The deep ones butchering Rima and Sushant backed up a bit to allow them to aim their lolling heads at the rock. Malavika turned away as Sushant and Rima's skulls cracked open and the gelatinous brain matter within poured out onto the sacred platform and mingled with thick pools of blood. The people that were Rima and Sushant ceased to exist as their vestment of flesh and bones were repeatedly smashed against the obelisk till it lost its structural integrity and dripped down the sides of the pillar as tiny clumps of brawn and wine-coloured juices. As one the ancient beings cried in elation, their wild joyful shouts were drenched in the satisfaction of completing a sacred ritual. A ritual directed at some elder god who no doubt watched the heartless proceedings with cruel contentment from the cold outer reaches of space. Malavika sat half immersed in the seawater with a shell-shocked expression on her pallid face. She was stiff as a corpse. Only her lips and the tips of her fingers trembled. The monstrous pack leader spoke to her in guttural tones and tugged at her chin and forced her to look up at him. She snapped her eyelids shut to avoid looking at its nightmarish visage. The being slowly caressed her forehead with its claws and she felt her facial muscles relax. She opened her eyes involuntarily and looked upon the ancient form of the predator that glimmered with foul magics. 
It mouthed something beyond her comprehension. It's time. She heard a voice in her head. Time for what? She thought. The being read her mental musings and replied psychically, To see the truth. The Deep One plunged both its clawed thumbs into Malavika's eye sockets and scooped her eyes out. Her throat responded to the atrocity with a howling cry that lasted for minutes. Pain tore through her head and threatened to crack it open. Her body went into shock, unable to bear the trauma. The creature embraced her gently. It hearkened to the finale of a fairy tale, where a princess embraces the monster to banish the curse. However, in this instance, it was the monster's turn to grant the princess salvation. The Ancient One released Malavika from its comforting hug and stood her up. It psychically conveyed the word, See! The pain that had threatened to shatter her receded, and Malavika witnessed the truth through the gaping bloodied holes where her eyes used to be. These visions of the past were suffused with a reddish tinge and gave her the impression that she had travelled back in time to observe them firsthand. The area where she stood presently was a prosperous Stone Age human settlement that was yet to be reclaimed by the rising sea. Ancient Indians wearing cotton and silk robes cultivated and hunted on these lands. Their stone dwellings radiated out from a central temple which housed the obelisk. Malavika watched in wonder as the villagers offered pujas and sacrificed domestic animals to propitiate the powerful artifact. During certain cycles of moonrise, they would come from the oceans, the deep ones, the true priests of this unholy edifice. Their dreadful forms marched through the village and their human servants lay prostrate to pay obeisance to these elder gods. They chanted. When the monstrosities reached the obelisk, they kneeled and showed deference to its alien magnificence. In the next instant, Malavika saw the elderly and the sick being dragged from their homes and handed over to the amphibious deities to facilitate the bloody torture Rima and Sushant had been subjected to. The ritual had changed very little. Its barbarity and divinity was and always will be the stuff of nightmares. The Deep Ones sang a prayer and the villagers followed.
The entrancing tunes of that wretched health song filled Malavika with delectable orgasmic sensations. Yes, yes, she said ecstatically. I have seen the truth. The pack leader embraced her again. Its cold, slimy skin pressed against hers, and it transmitted the great love the alien beings had showered upon their worshippers a long time ago. It's time for you to ask for your boon, she heard it say in her head. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 Malavika said, unable to contain her joy. The boon, the magnificent blessings, showered on those who made sacrifices and appeased the deep ones. Malavika didn't have to think too much to come up with the demand, and she conveyed her desire through her thoughts. The creature disengaged from the embrace and placed a taloned hand on her head. The wind moaned louder than the surging sea, and the roosting night birds in the nearby woods cawed evilly. The ancient god turned and walked back to join its pack. Its yelping, hooting brethren had already waded into the deeper waters as the obelisk reluctantly descended back into its sandy grave. Moonlight glinted off its sharp peak, which seemed to lust for more gory offerings. Bleeding from her eye sockets, Malavika splashed through the waves and trudged up the beach. A glorious smile was plastered on her lips as she continued making her way up the sand dunes. She knew when she got home and opened the door to her apartment, her father would be waiting for her. Thanks for listening to Indian Noir. Click the follow button on your Spotify app or Spotify desktop software. You can also take a sneak peek at how the show is produced and my life and my interests via my social media channels. I am at Indian Noir on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs>